You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. Jesus was teaching in a synagogue on the Sabbath, and a woman was there who for 18 years had been crippled by a spirit. She was bent over, completely incapable of standing erect. When Jesus saw her, he called to her and said, Woman, you are set free of your infirmity. He laid his hands on her, and she at once stood up straight and glorified God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant that Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, said to the crowd in reply, There are six days when work should be done. Come on those days to be cured, not on the Sabbath day. The Lord said to him in reply, Hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his ass from the manger and lead it out for watering? This daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound for 18 years now, ought she not to have been set free on the Sabbath day from this bondage? When he said this, all his adversaries were humiliated, and the whole crowd rejoiced at all the splendid deeds done by him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There are a couple of words here that echo the thoughts in our mind when we are thinking of prisoners. One is, you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. And the other one is in the, in the gospel. Woman, you are set free of your infirmity. Obviously, the first level of understanding when we pray for prisoners are those who are behind bars, physical bars, bars of steel, of iron, and so many people are, even in some of the most advanced countries in our world materially, there's a very high percentage of people in prison. That's very sad. It reflects a lot on society. And so we need to pray for them, and particularly here in the Holy Land at this time, our minds go to all the hostages, all those who are in captivity, and their families, because the prisoner also has a family, and the family knows their son or their spouse or their brother or their child, their dad is in prison. And this is also a frequent experience, sadly. And so we feel the pain of not just the person that's in prison, but the whole family, the whole relationship, classmates, friends. My friend is in prison. That's a very hard thought. And we also remember that one of the acts of mercy is to visit the prisoners. But when we see Jesus using these words here today, woman, you are set free of your infirmity, 
she wasn't in prison, but she was under immense suffering. She was bent over and incapable of standing up straight. Another translation is, or maybe it's a different parallel text, and she couldn't look up. So we see her burden. And many times a figure like this also stands for the chosen people, for God's people. And maybe today we can read this woman bent over from such heavy burdens and such interior weakness that we see humanity burdened with such horrible burdens of war. And just at dinner table today or lunch table, uh, a confrere mentioned something that first of all seemed far-fetched, but apparently it's a pretty objectively known fact that just in the Ukrainian war, there are more than half a million soldier casualties. And if we think, who is a soldier? A soldier is a boy from a family with parents and siblings. Yesterday I spoke to a man, he said, my dad was in a war. My brother was killed in the Yom Kippur War, and I fought in the Lebanon War, and now we have another war. And we see the burden on humanity. This man was very tired, tired of war, too much war. And we see a humanity that can't shake off war as a pattern of resolution of major conflict. So we can reach out to our God of salvation. Our God is the God of salvation. We need to reach out today, like Peter does, sinking. And then we have another type of freedom and imprisonment, and that's in the spirit, in the flesh. How many people are imprisoned in the flesh? Maybe I should refer to that song again, Daylight, that I commented on a number of times last week. And there we see the soul of the person who wrote those lyrics and the singers who sing them with such identification that they are chained to the sins of the flesh. And want to go away but can't go away. And there we need our God who is a God of salvation. How many people are chained by fears? Others are chained by economic impossibilities. They see something they really want to do for the health of a child and they can't afford it. It's impossible. There are so many different prisons. So we'll not forget the ones, first of all, physically locked behind bars, that our society was incapable of dealing with the wounds they had from childhood probably, as we know today that many of the people in high security prison terms are usually victims of major abuse as children and major suffering and gradual involvement. And our society hasn't been able to get to grips with the issues of education, the issues of building strong families, father, mother, children, to build strong families. Our society hasn't been able to come to grips with rehabilitating people who commit crime. It takes so long, it's such an incredible endeavor. And so we should become people of salvation. Our God is a God of salvation. We're made in his image and likeness. We're not, God is not a God of punishment. He's not a God of condemnation. 
He's a God of salvation. And so also we need to learn in front of prisoners to become people of great compassion. They're our brother, they're our sister, they're our daughter, they're our son, they're our neighbor, they're our colleague, they're our parents, they're, they're ours. And then we need to save them. We need to become people of salvation. We need to transform our culture. We need to teach children about the great values of family, the great values of freedom. And people who've been very hurt treated very unjustly as children, how we need to step in and how we need to convoke help and to rescue them from sinking into imprisonment, into slavery, into addictions, into violence. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.